Hello again and welcome back to Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It is your guy, Versace Vegeta, your man Jay, and I am here with none other than my dog, my brother, D. How you doing, man? Yo, what's going on, my people? It's your boy D. We're back at it again. Again. You thought we were gonna be gone? No, sir. We're here. How y'all been, brother Jay? How you been, dog? Man, it's been a lovely week. First off, listen, I, I feel like I've been so caught up in just different forms of like media and things like that. And just letting y'all know what what kind of stuff I'll be on that I haven't really taken the time to really shout out. So friends of the pod, man. I, I want to shout out our Nakama over at the stink sheet, man. My man's Alex, my man's Jagger. Listen, I had a chance to kick it with them last weekend. And just legit dudes. I, I, I already knew this just off the vibes we had on the stink sheet. Just off the, you know, you, me, and Jagger, we go back some years. Yeah. Oh hell yeah for uh, years. So, so you know, like I just I just I knew what time it was, but like it was just amazing to get to kick it with them. Man, they invited me out to a, a art a art gallery and uh it was really fun the party that they had over there, and then we went out to a bar afterwards and then uh hung out over at uh, Alex's house over some games and some some barbecue and some drinks, man. I, I, listen, listen. So much love to those guys and bad overdue for gracing that to them. So I definitely want to just take this time to shout out our, our homies, Alex and Jagger. Much love to them. Hello, love y'all. Y- y'all already know y'all the guys, man. Y'all definitely the guys. Oh yeah. Without saying for sure. Yeah, easily. But uh, outside of that, man. Yeah. Like just, just same old, same old man. Uh, just been really just trying to get, deep into everything with these characters that we're covering and also just keeping my eye to the future with everything that we we want to do next um so been keeping tapped into other series as much as possible i'm about halfway through monster at this point um that may or may not be on some things uh but uh yeah 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 absolutely love man the adventures of dr tenma my God, that man gets into some shit, boy. <laughs> Yo, what a what a turn of events for his life, legitimately. Seriously, seriously. Like I, I cannot, I cannot speak highly enough of Monster. Uh, I, I've always known it was one of those ones. I just had not taken the time to really like watch thoroughly. And good God, I'm glad I waited as long as I have because I feel like I'm able to understand it better in this point in my life than I would have, uh, you know, when it originally came out. Definitely. It's, for the most part, that's a lot. Like, maybe I may have to do my uh, my occasional rewise because uh, 15-year-old D ain't going to... Like, his perspective <laughs> has changed way much. Yeah. Like, so, like, I, I most definitely have to do my good old rewatch or even a reread, you know what I'm saying? Whatever is quicker for me. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying that series because then I hold that I hold that one very dear to me, man. It's oh, yeah. really, really damn good, yo. I can see how it's extremely cerebral, and uh, I, I can't wait to uh, get through the entire story itself. Just because Johan Liebert really, man, he, he's a character. <laughs> oh, he's uh-huh. someone, he's a character, all right. 
Yeah. <laughs> One of the characters of all One, time. And I mean that for real, for real. No, for uh, real, for real. Like he <laughs> Yeah. Without without we wouldn't gotta say much. Like Yeah. He's that guy. Oh, over the past week, I uh, I, I dealt with like a, a cold man, just was really sick and was stuck in the house, really. So that gave me some time to like catch up on, you know, last week I mentioned I was really getting into Kamen Rider Geats and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting up to where that show was at currently. The most recent Super Sentai series, uh, Avatar Sentai, Dawn Brothers, I know I mentioned that as well. That just ended this past weekend. So uh, I've been getting through that story and listen, man, Toshiki Inoue, <laughs> that man right there, this might be his magnum opus, bro. And that's wild considering he's given us decades worth of tokusatsu content. But yeah, yeah, I cannot speak highly enough of uh, Avatar since I Don Brothers. It, uh, it's like a play on the old Japanese folk legend of Momotaro mm. and... Uh, that's like it, that's where it ends with it being a reference to that. Everything else is just a completely an original wild story. Uh, God, I, I I don't even know how to really break it down until I've seen it all. But it it makes no sense on purpose. It's <laughs> the best way I can I can explain it to you. Uh, but yeah, absolutely in in love with that Super Sentai series. Uh, but I've gotten. Over the cold, feeling a whole lot better now and ready to rock and roll this week. My man, D, how are you doing? What you been up to? So, man, my week was so damn good. Yo, for real, for real. Like, Ooh. Wednesday, you know, it was the boys' B-Day. So, you know. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Didn't want to do too much, you know, so. The most part it was just hanging, cooling with some folks. You know what I'm saying? Had a little cake. You know, you're never too old to have cake and whatnot. Never, never, like, man. Definitely cakes. hope it was an amazing birthday cake oh, too. It was, man. I I'm about to finish that later on. I promise, y'all. I I've been trying not to indulge in too much sweets, but man. <laughs> Ice cream cake, man, that might be my weakness for real. For real. <laughs> man, that joint is too good. But for the most part, I, I've been laying low, you know, just been appreciating the fact that, hey, I've seen another year and, you know, still kicking it. Ain't nothing wrong with me. You know, most folks, you know what I'm saying, I would love to be in the predicament I am in. So it's like, no, just a little bit of self-reflection for the week. But... Other than that, you know, been watching some some good old anime. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to touch into like the little One Piece side of things. You know, I have oh. not gave that series and uh, you know a chance. Well, I can't say a chance. I I'm deep. I'm deep in with the One One Piece, like for better or worse. But you know, I wanted to see for the most part like the whole Wano arc because I I've been hearing about the uh the animation. It's and been so good. It's just been Sakuga moment after Sakuga <laughs> moment after Sakuga moment. Yo, Sakuga moment. I can see why y'all. I can see why y'all be y'all want more and more of this. Like Rivera, this is really good. Like it's magnificent. But I've it, I don't know, man. Maybe I grew out of One Piece. That's the best thing okay. I can say. Like, I guess, like, 
when, when you're like almost close to 1100 episodes and like, you know what I'm saying? And everything feels like a rehash, right? You, you get tired of it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to knock somebody's formula. If it works, honestly, by all means, go ahead. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shame you for getting the bag off of something that's, you know, it's light work to you. Like, you ain't gotta, you know, put too much emphasis on, on your, on your yourself. It's really just for the most part, just you have to, you ain't thinking, you, you're not having any form of, uh, you know, doubts or, you know, you're not being conflicted with what ideas. Like, no, you, you're sticking to your formula, and I can, I can respect that. But for me, uh-uh, I can't. But for the most part, the soccer, the, oh my gosh. Like, the animation moments alone be worth it sometimes. Like, yeah, for real, for real. Like, I, I cannot wait until the season continues. Like, I want to see more. <laughs> That's like, I might be, this is like the most casual I've ever been in regards to a series. I just want to see the fights. <laughs> Literally. I, I, I just want to see the fights. And, 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 you know, as you get older, you realize, like, ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, like some folks be wanting to fake the funk, like oh man, I only watched it. I watched the series for the storytelling and the 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 amazing world building. Like no, Dom, I'm gonna just tell you how it is. I I like the I like the anime fights and I like the the two D anime girls. <laughs> like be for real. Listen, bro. Why do you think I watch Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, bro? You think I watch those shows because I'm so enthralled with their stories? <laughs> these shows, at the end of the day, are made for like five through twelve year olds. Okay, yeah, it's, it's I enjoy it because it looks badass on my screen when yeah, these dudes yeah. kick shit and it explodes. Like man. He ever hooked that bad boy up onto a seventy inch, and like you I'm really saying. get to, you really get to appreciate like damn, I'm saying. like for the most part during around like was it last year or so when I was watching Saber, like bro, I really was in it because I'm like for the most part like damn with all the circumstances with the pandemic and all sorts of things, I'm like damn they really like they still kicking into full gear like in in most regards, most some people probably would like you know take a step back and you know saying. Tone it down on the the they were acting like nah they were giving it in like yeah man and, and that got me in the whole common writer loop so I I can appreciate that like I for the most part I'm not expecting for certain media I'm not expecting like amazing oh so godly storytelling not everything needs to be that it's really when y'all start talk, like y'all start faking the funk and you know selling me that as the the selling point for these series and yeah then i gotta pump the brakes but for the most part like watching it for what it is hell yeah it's good i would say it's safe to say that anything toei gives you one piece common rider super sentai dragon ball you don't need to have your brain turned on too much you just need to enjoy these sakuga moments you know, these really dope, just like high levels of animation or or just higher levels of effects or just really dope moments. And if you're sticking around for that, you're going to be serviced to. Oh, yeah, you're going to have a great time. They ain't, they, ain't, they ain't letting up on that regard. <laughs> like for the most part, I don't think Toei ever letting up on that. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I feel like that really ties in to who we're going to discussed this week because 
we have a character that is synonymous with the era of Dragon Ball that the entire West at least knows for sure, mm-hmm. right? The West was started with Dragon Ball Z. So there's one character whose story that we can say we know from beginning all the way throughout the rest of his life, if we even only watched Z, and that's Son Gohan, who he himself, when it comes to the moments that he is defined by, they are the exact type of moments that you and I look out for when it comes to Toei's amazing content over the decades. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, we'll find that there's even more to that character than just these uh, awesome moments. But, D, what I want to discuss this week as we go into the life of Sun Gohan is, does everybody really get Gohan? Do they? (laughs) That's a great question. Because sometimes I feel like there is the Gohan that's delivered to us in Toriyama's story and in Toei's rendition of that story. And then there's the Gohan that we're given through the dub slash DBZ abridged. And I feel like those two Gohans wind up crossing a lot. And because of that, the the definition of who is Gohan is different for a lot of people. Unfortunately. <laughs> so for better or for worse, I think it's time that you and I, we, we finally get down to it. And we say, hey, look, who is the Gohan that Toei says, that Toriyama says, is Gohan? Who's the Gohan that Funimation slash Abridge says is Gohan? Where do they meet and where do they differ? So (laughs) this week, I hope y'all is trapped in because we're going to start with part one of a two-part series into the life of Son Gohan as we cover his story all throughout Dragon Ball Z this week. On Subsly Dubsly. Son of the world's strongest warrior. My dad taught me not to be scared of bullies like you. Awaits the day his true power will be realized. Super Saiyan blood runs through his veins. With each new battle, his powers are growing. Dragon Ball Z. Weekdays at 5.30. Power up. All right, so D, we got Son Goku's firstborn, Chi Chi's main worry. (laughs) Yeah. Our man, Son Gohan. You know, really, when it comes to his origins, there's really not a lot to say. Of course, we know in the age 757, this is shortly after Goku and Chi-Chi got married after the 23rd World's Martial Arts Tournament. Uh, you know, they had to consummate the marriage at some point. 
And our man Son Gohan was born. Uh, obviously, we realized that he was just mar- named after uh, Goku's adopted grandfather, Son Gohan, who found him on Earth. Because apparently, originally, they didn't even like give him they didn't, a name when he was born. Like, it was just <laughs> like, hey, we got a little man. What we gonna call him though? Right? Yeah, like, what are we gonna name him? Like, there's not that much. It's not that much we can really throw at it. It's really silly. It's really, really silly. And honestly, uh, like I said, not too much to know beyond that. But once we get to the start of Dragon Ball Z, we know from the first moment that we're introduced to Sun Gohan. That he has a very specific goal in life. D, would you mind letting people know specifically what this man's one goal in life was to be? Hi, my name is Sun Gohan, and I would like to be a scholar. <laughs> That's four-year-old Gohan. He doesn't say he wants to fight. He doesn't say he wants to be just like Pops. My man wants to study. He wants to be smart. He wants to be well-read. He wants to be well-spoken. He wants to be a man of culture and taste. A scholar. A scholar. Can you blame him for this? No. I salute him. Looking at his background, that's like, honestly, it was the, it's the best choice of action. Your two parents are... From the country, they don't know much. You know what I'm saying? That's a good look. That's really a great look on on for for the most part. So I don't blame the old scholar, the scholar out. That's a that's an amazing choice, Gohan. I mean, what can say? He's making sure that he can take care of moms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yo, I mean, pop strong and stuff, but this man be here all the time, dog. Yeah. I don't think this man has a job. <laughs> yeah. We we kind of living off of Grandpa. <laughs> yes. And, and I mean, I know Gramps is the ox king, but who in his kingdom, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on, you know, so even at the age of four, he has the, the sight to know, like, hey, look. Somebody got to actually get to work around here. So that's that's what he wants to do. He wants to be a, a scholar. And who can blame him? Because he's just homeschooled by his mom, Chi-Chi. And eventually one day, his pops decides he wants to introduce Gohan to his crew over at the Kame house with Masaroshi, Boma, and Krillin. Now, these are people that Goku's known his whole life, basically. Yeah, right? basically. At this point. Yeah. And... When he introduces them to him, they're like, yo, bro, he's just like you. Like He's got the tail, all of that, man. Like, just a little cute kid. But they notice he's not as, like, outspoken. Yeah. Because he, he's more quiet, he's more side, he's more reserved. So just interesting take on the fact that even though Gohan has parents who are very, like, boisterous, rambunctious, Gohan's not like that at all. Yeah, he's, for the most part, very shy. Super shy. And he's lived a really peaceful life, you know? Yeah. 
he hasn't really ever had to deal with anything other than like, oh, a dinosaur's flying over. Pops is gonna save me. But the problem is that on this day at Kame House, he has an uncle that decides to pop in that he never knew he had. Poor Gohan. He didn't even know he was about to experience pure hell <laughs> from this day forward. And his uncle pulls up to his dad and basically says, while beating his dad up right in front of him, yo, I'm going to take your son. You got to kill 100 humans by tomorrow. I'm going to kill him. Gohan gets snatched away by his uncle, gets put in his uncle's space pod, and he just starts crying, man. Because, I mean, who can blame him? Who can blame him? What do you, like, man, I'm only four years old. What is going on? I just saw my daddy get beat up. Uh, you're telling you're putting me into this unidentified object that nobody knows what the heck is. So, uh, what's going on? I'm gonna cry. And that's all he could do because he was at this point didn't know how to react until his father and his father's greatest rival, Piccolo, both show up to fight against Raditz. But they wind up getting mollywopped, man. No lie. <laughs> Gohan, he can't take it. You can't take seeing it. So he gets so pissed off that he breaks out of the space pot and launches himself right into his uncle's body, breaking his ribs. Bro gave him a good old headbutt. That was so reminiscent of Goku's headbutt on Piccolo. It really it's, was. It's really funny how certain things just get passed down. <laughs> Father like son. That was so beautiful. He got a hard head, just like his pops, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, after that point, he's able to knock his uncle back just enough to where uh, Piccolo and his dad are able to get the advantage on him. However, that results in Piccolo performing the killing blow on both his uncle and his father with a special beam cannon uh, in order to stop Raditz, which, I mean, look, it makes sense. There was no other choice. It was either I take y'all out both at the same time or we still got to deal with this guy and Lord knows what could happen. Yeah, we we have no any we don't have no answer for this dude. We might as well just, you know what? If if we lose one, but we we kill the big guy, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's a that's a big W, you know what I'm saying? Especially when we got Dragon Balls around the place. So Exactly. So after that battle ends, Piccolo, Goku's rival, realizes, listen, there's only one person stronger than me on the whole planet, and it's that kid when he gets mad. So <laughs> I better train him because when we took out that Raditz guy, he said two of his homies are going to pop up here in a year. Now, Piccolo, let's just say he doesn't have the really the greatest amount of people skills, right? Yeah. I mean, mind you, at this point, my man Piccolo has got to be, what, seven years old? Seven years old. The, the the only social interaction he's ever had was telling a man he's going to kill him <laughs> from lying to go. Yeah. Like, you know, vandalize the people's houses over the years. That's about it. Yeah. We don't even, yeah. Piccolo ain't the, the greatest of, uh, he doesn't know the, the, the sense of hospitality. Exactly. So he winds up taking Gohan out into the wilderness and just leaves him out there for about like half a year to fend against dinosaurs and the like. 
bro. Uh, do that. <laughs> dude I don't is, know, man. This kid is four saying, years listen, old, man. You got to get strong enough to fight. I don't know what to tell you because nobody was really there for me. And I just got it out the mud. So I'm going to make sure you have to do the same thing, but I'll watch you from like afar. Make sure you're not like too, too bad, right? Eventually, one night, go on with this full Saiyan tail out, looks at the full moon, turns to a giant ape. Piccolo ain't ever seen nothing like that before. So he decides he's going to destroy the moon uh, because that's what caused Gohan to transform. So that leads to Gohan then returning back to his normal form before Piccolo takes that tail off because he's like, yo, nah, we can't have all that going down. Yeah, this ain't it. We gonna deal with that and with a potential two other people that can do that? Hell no. And honestly, smart move. Like, we don't need giant ape people running around every month just because they decide to look up at the sky one night, right? Yeah. So, like, I get it. It's the moon. Fuck it. If it's gonna keep the damn kid from transforming... We got to get rid of it, all right? Well, with that said, eventually, these two kind of grow closer um, during their time out in the forest as Piccolo gives him, uh, gives Gohan a gi with the demon symbol on it to sort of resemble like Piccolo's sort of style of martial arts gi. This causes, oh man, it, it's really such a great fit for Gohan. Uh and that sort of leads Gohan to sort of grow softer to Piccolo because he doesn't really see Piccolo as a threat anymore. He sees Piccolo more as like a teacher um, because he's been able to help him survive out in the wilderness. And along that way, Gohan does sort of grow on Piccolo too. Because like we said, Gohan, Piccolo's only seven years old, man. You know, he, he hasn't ever known anyone. Ever. He's never taken the time to get to know another person. And with Gohan, Gohan's like, hey, man, maybe you're not so bad. I've seen a lot of people refer to this as Piccolo stepping in as Gohan's real dad. Because (sighs) Goku was gone for that year. Oh, brother. (laughs) Your takes. Your thoughts. That's such an abomination. If that was a joke, it was a bad joke. Like, let's like, for real, let's look at it for what it was. He took the green guy. The green guy snatches the kid, throws him into the wilderness for like six months, and then occasionally peeks on him to say, hey, you know what I'm saying? He ain't dead. Let me go train. Uh, And all of a sudden... After the six months are over and they actually start doing one-on-one training and they have a cool bonding scene, that's all of a sudden Piccolo's the daddy now? Like, where did we get this from? Like, this is so estranged. Like, there's no... And it's only Dragon Ball, really, that does this nonsense. There ain't no master... Like, there's no master-student relationship that even remotely you know, screams out, oh, yeah, this guy's the daddy. Like, I never hear that for the most part. 
So I want to know I mean, why. Why is you, this? Why is this a thing, dude? You couldn't be more right, man. Listen, I can think of a main shonen protagonist that grows up with no parents and dead has his father's master train him. And I've never seen anyone call Jiraiya Naruto's dad. Exactly. Ever. And Jiraiya was training a kid that doesn't know his parents. At all. At all. I'm so sick of... Man, I I love Dragon Ball, but man, this fandom... Sometimes y'all be y'all be doing y'all be <laughs> y'all be taking it there to the point where y'all get me a little bit upset to say the least. It, it's the it's the misconceptions, man. It's it listen, I get it, right? Was Goku around Gohan's whole life? No. But does Gohan recognize anyone other than Kakarot, son Goku himself, as his father? No. Hell no. We gotta we gotta gotta save those juvenile jokes and he's like, bro, maybe it probably was funny to you 20 years ago, but uh newsflash, we're in 2023 and we, we gotta move on from that, yo. For real, for real, it's it's getting too much now. It's, we have to leave that somewhere in the distant past to never bring it back. We, we all have Dragon Ball in all sorts of ways that we can watch, read. You know what I'm saying? You, we we can't be bringing up these old false misconceptions anymore. Like, there's no excuse. And it's wild because. Something major happens between these two just shortly after their training that completely defines their bond. And it just gets ignored every single time because shortly after this period of training, the Saiyans, Vegeta and Nappa arrive on Earth. Piccolo and Gohan, they wind up meeting up with Yamcha, Tien and Chaozu, as well as Krillin in order to fight against them. They wind up facing off against some Cybermen early on. And while the rest of the entire very competent dragon team is able to take out the Cybermen, our man Yamcha gets a little overzealous, gets himself blown the fuck up. Yeah. Crazy. Now, my man Gohan realizes this is a fight for his life. You know what I'm saying? So Gohan winds up joining in the fight against Nappa after Tien and Chaozu also get done in along with Piccolo and Krillin. And I mean, for a while there, <laughs> Gohan was the only one really giving Nappa any work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To a point to where Nappa, you know, he winds up catching a scared Gohan off guard, launches a mouth blast at him. Piccolo runs in to defend him and winds up dying from the blast. But in that moment, Piccolo reveals to Gohan, like, hey, man, look. You were the only friend I ever had. Literally. You you were the only person, 
that was ever really there for me as a person. And because of that, that's why I ran in to save your life. And Gohan gets pissed from that. Launches a huge Maseko in Napa <laughs> and doesn't do jack shit. <laughs> but it looked cool. <laughs> it looked great. Now, at this point, our man Goku rushes in, of course, saves v- Gohan, saves Krillin. And after Vegeta winds up killing Napa because he was not doing well in the battle at all, <sighs> our man Goku and Vegeta go one-on-one for quite some time until Vegeta winds up having to launch himself a powerball into the sky, turning himself into a great ape. Along the way, this man, Gohan, winds up getting his tail back, launches, grows into a great ape himself, and after looking up at the sky and pieces Vegeta up after he got his tail sliced, man. Like, just... Molly Wasa for a little bit before Vegeta cuts off Gohan's tail with a destructor disc, leading to Vegeta being nearly knocked out in the battle uh, after an attack from the spirit bomb as well. However, Goku lets Vegeta leave, hoping that he can face off against him one day. My man Gohan had a trial by fire here. You know? Yeah. This is something where. This is his first ever real fight. Like, yeah, he got mad at his uncle when he seen him, but he did not expect to have to jump in. At this point, our men knew, you know, he was going to have to fight for the first time of his life. At a young age. Imagine having to put a pause on somebody at that young age, man, you putting your hands on grown folks, <laughs> war tested ass nap over there, and you like, you know what? I gotta step in. That's some scary ass shit, man. And it's wild because we absolutely know Gohan never wanted to. Yeah, he, if, if he could have gotten away with not fighting at all, he would have. My, my man wanted to be a cheerleader throughout that whole arc, <laughs> and I don't blame him. Because it's like, hey, yo, he knew his strengths. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, look, man, uh, I'm not really cut out for this fighting stuff. My dad's strong, and because my dad's strong, I'm strong. But really, I ain't got the hands like that. They didn't really teach me like that. Yeah. I'm not even built like this, really. I don't know why y'all putting me like, why y'all pushing me into something I'm not? (laughs) But... He hung out, man. You know what I'm saying? He he came with the times and was able to show his worth. And in his first real battle, he was tested. But that set him out to be ready for further battles, even off his planet. As while his father recovered from injuries at Wukong Hospital, Gohan, along with Krillin and Boma, decided to go to Namek in order to gather the Namekian Dragon Balls to bring back all of their friends back to life as Piccolo's death led to Kami's death, which meant no more Dragon Balls on Earth. Our man Gohan decided, look, I'm going to go repping my man Piccolo's gi because I'm going back to his homeland. You know what I'm saying? I, I got I to gotta show the people out there I'm with what they're with. I rock what they're rocking. 
Gohan a little Namekian Hotep. You know, he, he was he was ready to step out. Yo, yeah, can can we all remember that that moment where Gohan yells at Chi Chi is so crazy. <laughs> I did not expect that to happen, but it was so raw and it was such a great moment. Cause you know what? He putting on his big boy pants, man. Like, like I need, I need to. He's like, say, mom, you want you want everybody everything to be bad here on earth? Somebody else shows up, then what? What? Then y'all gotta fight again? Or you want us to take care of this? Which one? My man said, be quiet. <laughs> Yo. Uh, to me, Chi Chi one of the most scariest characters in the whole series, and for Gohan again that mean rage and just yell at his mom like, "Yo, you already, you already knew he was really down for the cause." Very, very much so because you knew he was not really, uh, you know, disrespectful to Chi Chi ever. So the fact that he was willing to step up a little bit, like, okay, all right, all right, I see you, Gohan. You got really no choice now. Once Krillin, Gohan, and Boba make it out to Namek, they find out that Vegeta has also shown up to Earth's. Um, they find out that Vegeta has also shown up to Namek seeking the Dragon Balls, along with his far more powerful boss, Frieza. While Gohan and Krillin are searching around the planet for Dragon Balls, they come across Frieza's henchmen, Zarbon and Dodoria who are torturing some Namekians. And when Gohan sees Adoria attack a young Namekian kid named Dende, Gohan goes all out and decides, yo, listen, uh, huh, I don't care who this guy is. We're going to attack him. Mm-hmm. They wind up getting Dende out with them, escaping and leaving as Dodoria winds up getting um, distracted by Vegeta and then murdered in their battle. It was really cool seeing my man Gohan step in uh, for once just to say, like, look, I got to be the aggressor here because I'm, I'm not going to stand for these people, you know, fucking with this little kid. Yeah. He, has, he has a great sense of uh, justice, and, and I can respect he, that. He really does. He really does. I, I would say even to, to a more serious point than his father, right? Yeah. Because Goku would have, like, it still made an adventure out of it, whereas Gohan was just like, nah, look. It's all serious business all the time. Yeah. Now, once they meet up with Dende, they want to share a meal. And Dende explains to him that there is a Dragon Ball that's being kept safe by his master, Grand Elder Guru, who's the rule of the Namekians. Krillin and Dende wind up going out to see Guru. And Bulma winds up noticing that there's a Dragon Ball on the Dragon Radar that's by itself. So Gohan goes to retrieve it. He winds up stealing a Dragon Ball that Vegeta had wound up hiding for himself and even tricks Vegeta into uh, not getting the ball back from him. Once Gohan returns to the hideout, he meets back up with Krillin, who's gotten his power dramatically increased. And Gohan winds up getting taken to go see Guru as well, so that way he can have his hidden potential unlocked too. Eventually, Vegeta finds out that Gohan stole the Dragon Ball that had been hidden from Vegeta and Vegeta gets pissed off because at this point, now the Ginyu force freezes ultimate commando force is heading towards Namek and they're about to face off against, against all of Frieza's enemies combined, Gohan, Krillin and Vegeta. So 
At this point right now, it's really not looking good for our guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D, by the time they had all dr- gathered the Dragon Balls, they wound up getting ambushed by the Ginyu Force. What did you feel about this stretch of fights between Gohan and Krillin versus Guldo? And then, of course, Vegeta, Gohan, and Krillin fighting against Raccoon. The Goldo fight was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Nice law. Nice law. It wasn't that tense, but it was cool. The Raccoon fight, though. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. If I ever felt bad for a character, it'd be Gohan. But man, Gohan got his necks broken really bad <laughs> by Raccoon. He had no business in that fight, for real, for real, if we want to be serious. Like, for all we know, Gohan should have been, you know what I'm saying? He should have been hiding with Boma. But I get it. You know, he's he can fight. You know what I'm saying? He he did set out on his quest to help find the Dragon Balls. But my God, he, he did not deserve to be. And that's a grown man fight. <laughs> he ain't need to be in there. Gohan got his neck broken, bro. Bro, he was out there looking like Kurt Angle, dude. That was not, that was, I, I don't even think he expected that. And, and the face he made, like, oh my God. I will never forget that image. Lights out in those eyes, bro. Yo, that was. There, there was not a light on at all. That was so insane. Now, Gohan would have likely died in this battle if Goku had not just narrowly shown up on Earth. To save Krillin, Gohan, and Vegeta with some Sensu beans, Goku winds up taking out the rest of the the Ginyu team, uh, Ginyu Force pretty easily. Uh, however, he winds up facing off against Captain Ginyu and getting his body switched with his. Gohan winds up helping out with Go- Goku recovering his body, which ultimately ends with Vegeta killing Jace of the Ginyu Force and Vegeta defeating Ginyu um, after. Captain Ginyu winds up then switching with a frog's body and Goku's body is back to normal where he's then sent to a regenerative chamber within Frieza's ship to heal. Along that time period, Gohan, Krillin, and Dende sneak and gather the rest of the Dragon Balls and then they wind up being able to wish for Piccolo to be brought back to life. So that way the Earth Dragon Balls can be brought back as well as Piccolo being brought to Namek. Shortly after that, all of them get ambushed by Frieza, who's now just pissed that the Dragon Balls have been used. And since Grand Elder Guru died before the Third Wish could be made, Frieza's not able to use the Dragon Balls anymore. So Frieza winds up transforming into a second form and damn near killing Krillin, which sends Gohan into a rage, showing for like one of the very first times, like, yo, this kid... How strong we thought he could get is not nearly as close to how he can really get. Yeah. He did some damage. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. It, it's so cute. It's so cute and awesome seeing go on, like turn up after things enrage him. Because he, he honestly gets some of the best moments of Dragon Ball as a whole. And honestly, it winds up even happening again. Because Gohan winds up facing off against Frieza in his third form <laughs> and having damn near the same sort of experience where he's like fighting against him just neck and neck while he's pissed off uh, up until the point where even Vegeta steps in 
and gets killed by Frieza <laughs> at the end of a death beam. After a while, Goku arrives and meets with Frieza in a clash of just one of those epic battles in anime history. And Goku winds up getting not <laughs> repeatedly while Freeze is only using about half his power. Man. This winds up pushing Goku to have to use the spirit bomb and Gohan and Krillin lend their energy to Piccolo so that way he can help stall Frieza for enough time to uh, help Goku complete that spirit bomb. When Frieza is about to kill Piccolo, Gohan and Krillin use some of their energy to try to distract Frieza with an attack. Goku's then able to launch the spirit bomb. And while he's plummeted into the depths of the planet, everyone sort of celebrates, um, believing that the spirit bomb itself has worked. Now, this leads to one of the most tragic moments because it didn't work. <laughs> that man, Frieza, stands right up on a ledge and uses a death beam right on Piccolo and then connect, uh, telekinetically blows Krillin into pieces allowing Goku to enrage into a Super Saiyan for the first time. Yeah. Now, I feel for Gohan in this scene a lot because he winds up, like, being so proud of his pops. And they're like, yo, dad's a Super Saiyan. The Goku, he can't even control his anger. And he's just like, kid, get the fuck out of here right <laughs> like, now. Go get out of get here. pissed off. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, so I get it. I get it. Goku can't control his anger. And to be honest, Gohan has no business being at the battlefield at this point. But man, he ain't have to be all so mean. Gohan ain't this third day. He's just proud of his daddy. You know what I'm saying? His daddy. But <laughs> Gohan in fear had to carry, you know what I'm saying, Piccolo away while he was injured. <laughs> Uh, and then he runs up eventually trying to help out his dad one more time against Frieza uh, to try to distract him while Goku was charging up his power. However, this leads to Goku and Frieza fighting one-on-one -on -one again and Gohan arriving back to where Piccolo was in order to help them all prepare as they were then transported to Earth by Paronga while Goku was finishing his battle against Frieza on the dying planet Namek. After Goku winds up winning that battle, seemingly caught in an explosion on the planet, Gohan and everyone else back on Earth mourns Goku's apparent death. However, they use the Dragon Balls from Namek to try to wish Goku back to life, but they find out that Goku didn't die on Namek and that he's currently just on his way to Earth. So... Gohan goes back to his studies in a moment of peace while he uh, lives back with mom waiting for Pops to come back home. Man, I still don't know how Goku survived that, <laughs> but whatever. And I, I get, I understand it was explained and all, but still, I don't get how that happened. I thought that man was going to be straight space mincemeat, but whatever yeah because i'm sorry getting to that little space capsule in just in the nick of time i don't buy it but whatever, whatever. it's how it happened that's the story we have to work with so that's what we're gonna rock with exactly about a year after 
Frieza was destroyed on planet Namek. Gohan, Piccolo, Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, all of the dragon team winds up sensing Frieza heading towards Earth along with another powerful being, being his father, King Cold. All of them arrive to await for Frieza's landing on Earth. However, a mysterious youth transforms into a Super Saiyan and destroys Frieza and King Cold along with their henchmen. After that fight, the mysterious Super Saiyan tells everyone to follow him uh, as he knows exactly where Goku is going to arrive. And when Goku arrives, that youth departs to uh, let Goku know about some androids that will be showing up in three years' time to threaten humanity on the Earth. So Goku, along with Piccolo and Gohan, then go ahead and train for three years to prepare for these androids' arrival. Three years later, on an island nine miles south of South City, our dragon team arrives awaiting the arrival of the androids. They wind up finding Dr. Jiro and Android 19 in the city, causing mayhem after they've attacked Yamcha. Goku leads them away to a nearby island and transforms into Super Saiyan as he fights against Android 19. However, Goku winds up contracting a heart virus along the way. So Goku, just as he's about to die from getting his energy absorbed by Android 19, gets saved by the arrival of Vegeta, who transforms into a Super Saiyan himself and easily destroys Android 19. At this point, Android 20 becomes scared and retreats, which leads to the Dragon team searching for Android 20 in the mountains. He winds up getting the jump on Piccolo and tries to absorb Piccolo's energy before Piccolo telepathically contacts Gohan. Gohan kicks Android 20 upside the head, knocks his hat off, and saves Piccolo before Trunks then comes back from the future and arrives to help out the Dragon Team, um, only to discover that the androids that they are fighting are not the ones that Trunks had encountered in his future. <laughs> Time travel. Fucks it up every time. <laughs> Dr. Guerrero winds up heading back to his lab to activate Android 17 and 18. Android 17 sees the tube of Android 16 and decides to awaken him, which Dr. Guerrero seems to rally against. However, he doesn't get to do much about it as he winds up getting killed by his own creations. The Z Fighters minus Gohan wind up fighting against the androids. However, they get all beaten to smithereens. So they decide to call it one and fly back to Goku to check on how he's doing. D, this was probably the most bleak part of the arc for me. Because it was like, wow, everything Trunk said was for real. They can't handle these guys. Yeah, this is over. <laughs> it's over, man. You waited on a guy who's currently on a bed, you know, screaming in agony. Uh, Vegeta just got punked. Uh, Trunks' sword's broken. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do? Now, it's interesting because at this point, our man Gohan Rally isn't really done much in the story except for just, you know, be helpful. Shit. Be a little side character, right? Show up whenever people need him. But... After a while, Bulma sends Gohan and Future Trunks 
out to go to a forest just north of West City as there was an old time machine that appears to have been used to travel from the past. Right? Oh boy. <laughs> so they find this busted time machine and they notice that this time machine that had arrived from the future has a hole that points outside of it with a blast. Gohan winds up fighting a shell of an insectoid-like figure out in the forest as well. And Bulma winds up taking the shell that they found to do some investigating because it doesn't make any sense as to why there's another time machine from the future when Trunks is the only one known to have arrived from the future. Shortly after that, Goku winds up getting cured of the heart virus and he gets an idea to help everyone become stronger against the android threat by having Gohan, Future Trunks, and Vegeta meet him up on the lookout where they're shown a special room at the top of Kami's lookout known as the Room of Space and Time, otherwise known as the Hyperbolic Time Chamber. In this room, Vegeta and Trunks first go in for a whole day while Goku and Gohan wait. They sense that Piccolo is fused with Kami and is fighting against the androids. Gohan tries to go help Piccolo, but Goku doesn't let him go, saying that he's not strong enough, will only get in Piccolo's way. So Goku tells Gohan to wait before they get their training done in the room of spirit and time. It's pretty interesting because my man Gohan had just really been on the sidelines this whole time up until now. And he's really getting pissed because, you know, Goku and Gohan can both sense Piccolo's energy has disappeared. But it wasn't from him fighting Android 17 and said they were ambushed by a new bio android that did arrive from the future in that time machine named Cell. It's too much crazy shit going on in this part of the story. It really, really is. Like, there's so much going on. At first, we thought it was just two androids. Then we find out two more androids. Now we've got this guy, Cell. It's a lot going on. It's a Scooby-Doo episode going on now. But eventually, it gets to a point where Cell whose objective is to absorb both Android 17 and 18 in order to achieve his perfect form, does wind up absorbing Android 17. He winds up getting his sights on 18 next. However, Tien shows up and attacks Cell with his Neo Tribeam, allowing Androids 18 and 16, who was injured by Cell, to escape. Goku and Gohan can sense Tien's energy decreasing, so Goku, wanting to make sure that Tien and Piccolo both can survive, uses instant transmission to go down to the island where they are fighting against Cell. Goku reaches for them, is able to escape before Cell can do anything, and he hands them some sensu beans as they heal up from their battle. Around this time, Future Trunks and Vegeta arrive out of the hyperbolic time chamber, and everyone up on the top of the of Kami's lookout is given a new set of Saiyan armor, which Goku, Gohan, Vegeta, and Trunks all obliged to, as it will help them not only with Goku and Gohan's training, but also with durability uh, for Trunks and Vegeta's fights with the androids coming soon. This leads to Gohan and Goku then entering the hyperbolic time chamber, with Goku's main objective being to make sure that Gohan can transform into a Super Saiyan 
because out of all the Saiyans that they have in their team, he's the only one that isn't capable of doing so thus yet. Goku winds up spending plenty of times teaching Gohan um, that he needs to tap into his rage, the same rage that he would experience whenever his friends were in danger. This leads to eventually a moment where Goku fires a large Kamehameha at Gohan, where Gohan is able to transform into a Super Saiyan for the first time and fire a Kamehameha back at Goku. If you're familiar with Gohan, he's got really long hair at this point <laughs> in the series, so he needs a haircut. So a man decides to, to give him one, and he tells Gohan, look, man, you've just barely tapped into this power that you've received, so it's time that we get into the meat of it and train you some more to learn how to control this power. Yeah, what a what a journey. <laughs> it really was, because Gohan tells Goku quite a few times throughout the training, look, man, don't be soft on me, okay? Piccolo told me you would be soft on me, and that's why you would make a good teacher. So you're going to have to step it up. Yeah. Don't, don't be on that soft, soft nonsense yeah, you, that, you expe- that I expect you to be doing. Go ahead. Throw it at me. Don't matter. And boy, Goku probably would have killed him if Gohan didn't deflect that. <laughs> oh, and my goodness. Thankfully, Gohan had the durability that he did because not only was he able to withstand all of Goku's training, momentarily, he even transforms into a form that supersedes the power of Super Saiyan as a whole as he's training against Goku. And when Goku sees this, Goku realizes that Gohan is the only one who would be able to defeat Cell because he's able to achieve a level of power that if Cell was to achieve his perfect form, Gohan would still be far beyond. So once Goku sees this level of power achieved by Gohan, he decides, hey, why don't we train on mastering our Super Saiyan levels and just staying at Super Saiyan, even when we're not training, in order to harness this high level of power? Because at this point, hell, that year really did Goku and Gohan a lot of favors. Hell yeah. I would even say at this point, we're looking at something where Gohan, he's as prepared as he'll ever be in his life. It's really a point where a man has reached a really high level of power while still having the confidence of mind to know like, hey, like I can get some shit done when I need to. I just don't know about this cell stuff you're talking right now. Yeah, like, yeah, you're tripping over here. So... Eventually, they leave the time chamber, still in their Super Saiyan state, and they're informed that Cell, having now reached his perfect form, is hosting a tournament for all of Earth's strongest fighters called the Cell Games. This is going to take place in 10 days' time from when Goku and Gohan have left from the time chamber so Gohan deciding, hey, man, uh, you know, this armor that I'm in, it's kind of torn to shreds. He asked Piccolo for a copy of his clothes since he was his first mentor. And Gohan decides to, you know what I'm saying, rock, rock the drip, rock the Namekian drip one more time. Hell yeah. And spends the next 10 days just living life normally in what he and Goku still consider training 
as they're staying within their Super Saiyan forms. Really, really interesting stuff here because, I mean, we've never seen Gohan so confident about his power, you know? He know he he know he's he know he tough. He just don't know if he need the toughest, which is which is cool. As long as you know that you, as long as you know that you 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 belong. That's all that matters. And that sense of belonging is able to come through other ways as well. As through those ten days, he's able to go on a few adventures himself. Now, after these ten days have passed, the Dragon Team arrives at the Cell Games to face off against Perfect Cell. And Goku decides that he wants to be the first real fighter to face off against him. It's a neck and neck battle. I mean, Goku and Cell are giving it their all up until a point where Goku winds up using an instant transmission Kamehameha, which leaves himself fully drained as Cell was able to fully regenerate from the impact of that blast. Goku, realizing he can't go any further, decides to stake his bets on Gohan as he reluctantly, almost, sort of gives up, right? Like, it wasn't like Goku really wanted to. He was just like, I give up. I know I ain't the one who got it. Like, he was like, you know what? I would like to fight you, even though we know I'm not the guy that's supposed to take your head off. But you know what? I could play a good actor. Some of the, some of Goku's best acting in the whole series. Now the rest of the team they're bewildered because they don't know what to do. They're like, "Wait, you you giving up? What you mean you gonna give up?" And Goku says, "Hey, yo, no, there's somebody a lot stronger that can handle Cell for me." And he points at Gohan, and everybody's like, "No, no, 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 bro, bro, you gonna get the kid killed, man." <laughs> You gonna get the kid Merc, bro. Bro, they looking at Goku like, yo, he dropped on his head again. <laughs> it's crazy. And honestly, like, it's it's wild because we have this period of time where nobody can even understand what Goku is thinking. Like, why are you going to send your nine year old son out there? To face off against Cell. But no one can see what Goku's seeing. So Gohan, even though he doesn't really want to do it, he steps out and starts to fight against Cell. Goku reminds everybody on the sidelines, y'all got to remember, ever since Raditz, this boy's been getting pissed off. Okay, so if he wants to tap into that, it's going to be it for Cell. Yeah, for a fact. It gets to a point where even Cell himself is trying to push power out of Gohan because Gohan doesn't really want to fight like that. And Cell himself winds up hearing the same thing from Gohan. Look, man, I'm, I'm a different breed, bro. I can only fight when I'm pissed the fuck off. So this entices Cell and he goes, oh, word. <laughs> okay. So what if, just what if I have your little homies get beat up? Uh, Because I think that's the only thing that's going to get you worked up. 
And after even Android 16 himself has tried to intervene against Cell's plotting here, winds up getting shattered with only his head left on the ground. Cell decides to create seven Cell Juniors and has them attack the entire rest of the Dragon Team as Gohan looks on in horror. Meanwhile, the head of Android 16 rolls over to Mr. Satan and his crew, who are also at the Cell Games, and he tells them, look, man, can you just throw me over to Gohan and Cell? I got to talk to Gohan one more time. I think if he heard what I had to say, maybe it could help. He's able to persuade Mr. Satan enough to where Mr. Satan throws his head way over to them. And 16 basically says, Gohan, look, man, you're holding on to a lot, but it's all right if you fight to protect the people that you love, this world that you love. If you got all this power, dog, right now is the time to use it because it's not going to get worse than this. Yeah. (laughs) My man Cell, mercilessly, like, just diabolically, stomps right on Android 16's head and it sends a shock through Gohan's system. As he goes into a full-blown rage, finally maintaining the state of Super Saiyan 2. This man, bro, tell me, tell me, dog. Top three moment up for Gohan of all time when he kills the Cell Juniors? Oh, hell yeah. He just, man, he goes ahead, he snatches the Sensu Bean bag, then comes around. Like, bro, he, he's doing it. <laughs> Like, literally, he's doing that shit, man. We just saw people just struggle with Cell Juniors, which was crazy to me, but I get it. But here comes Gohan, this new form. He's just mercilessly beating the hell out of them. Some just epic shit going on here, man. This gets to a point where Gohan's even able to retrieve the Sensu Beans that have been taken from Krillin and is able to hand out one to everybody else on the Dragon Team before he goes back and faces off against Cell alone. Cell is giving it his all (laughs) and just cannot touch Gohan. To a point where Gohan knocks Cell in the stomach like two or three times, bro. Hits him with like a full-on Kamehameha in the air. I mean, this man Cell gets so worked up that he grows giant, grows huge. Similar to what we saw even Super Trunks do with his power, where he gained a slower but more powerful form. And Gohan's just dodging him like it's nothing. To a point to where Gohan kick, winds up kicking Cell right in the stomach and makes him throw up Android 18, transforming Cell back into his second form. I didn't even think some shit like that was going to be possible. I didn't even know that was possible, bro. <laughs> Imagine. I had no clue that could happen. That pushes Cell, however, a little bit too close to the edge because while in his semi-perfect form, he decides to grow large and self-destruct himself on a blast that could very well destroy the entire Earth. Loser shit. (laughs) Gohan doesn't know what to do because he's like, damn, I I wasn't taking Cell serious enough. I was being too cocky. I waited too long. Now he's about to catch up self guard. Goku, as dumb as he is, <laughs> is really good at thinking on his feet. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, he decides to instant transmission Cell away from the Earth onto King Kai's planet 
And while King Kai, Bubbles, Gregory, all of them were destroyed, <laughs> along with King Kai, Cell, and Goku, Cell, being who he is, an android formed from all of the cells of the world's greatest fighters, he's able to regenerate from just one tiny remainder of his brain cells and then is able to go back to the earth to threaten our heroes once more as he immediately kills Trunks as soon as he lands back at the Cell Games arena. This sends my man Vegeta into a tizzy. Yeah, he turned up, all right. And this sends my man Vegeta to get smacked into the ground right after Cell comes out of a blast where Vegeta tried to reach out back at him. Gohan jumps right in front of an unconscious Vegeta to take the full blast that Vegeta was about to receive that would have got him killed. However, this gets Gohan's left arm broken, demolished, destroyed, unusable, the whole nine. Thanks, Vegeta. (laughs) (laughs) Because of this, my man Gohan, he has to muster up as much strength as he can as Super Perfect Cell launches a massive Kamehameha to destroy him. Gohan, using just one arm, launches a Kamehameha right back at him, clashing the powers between the two. It looks almost like it's impossible for Gohan. However, Goku reaches out to Gohan's mind through King Kai and lets him know that he can just tap into the strength that he still has available to him and that he'll be able to demolish Cell, which he does after a huge beam struggle. And one of the coolest moments in Dragon Ball Z, as my man Vegeta did right by Gohan. You know, he got up, he launched that blast at Cell, distracted him just long enough for the Kamehameha to connect. I would say, at the very least, while Vegeta did get Gohan in a precarious situation, he paid off for yeah, it. he redeemed himself on that one. Now, shortly thereafter, once Cell was defeated, the Dragon Team, they're able to get the Dragon Balls, wish back everyone like Trunks and everyone else who had been killed by the androids and Cell during this time period. However, Goku doesn't come back. And he tells the Dragon Team on the lookout that, look, man, I've been bringing too much evil to the planet for too long. So maybe it's safer if I wasn't there. He says, Gohan, having surpassed them, should be able to defend the Earth in his stead. As everyone else says goodbye before leaving Kami's lookout and going their separate ways to leave the Earth safe once again. Now, Gohan, you know, he did have the fate of the world entrusted to him at that point. But he he spends the next seven years basically taking care of the fam. Because it's just him. It's just mom's Chi-Chi. And now he's got a younger brother named Goten. Yep. And my man Gohan decides, I'm going to go back to the original mission of becoming a scholar. So he winds up being sent to Orange Star High School out in Satan City. And wouldn't you know it, on the first day of motherfucking school, 
My man sees a robbery going on in the city. Goes Super Saiyan to try to stop it. And the by the time he gets to school, there's folks talking about the gold fighter. <laughs> this dude who was just out there fighting crime, saving folks. My man Gohan does not know how to stay low whatsoever. For somebody who likes to be low key, he dead boy do not know how to get out of his own way. He can't at all. To, so much to the point to where he winds up even meeting the most popular girl in school, Videl, who is also the daughter of Mr. Satan. So she's like, look, I want to meet this golden fighter because clearly somebody who can fight crime, that's somebody I need to know, right? However, she's pretty suspicious of it being Gohan because she heard Goldfighter's voice and she saw the, the school badge on his chest knowing that he must also go to Orange Star High School. So with it being pretty obvious as to who my man's was, Come on now. Gohan decides to go to Bulma to say, hey, uh, could you give me some advice on this? Because I don't know how to handle this whole situation at all. Bulma winds up developing a disguise for him. Trunks sees it disguise. This is the most lame shit of all time. <laughs> and Gohan uses that disguise to fight crime as the great Saiyan man in Satan City along the way. D, this was a really, really hilarious moment for me because, yeah, we had Toriyama going back to like his slapstick and going back to the humor era with like Gohan having a little like superhero sort of like alter ego but they don't really do a lot with it yeah it's so it works that's the funny part man we needed that and i I like the fact that gohan finally got to live out his dreams of being a superhero no matter how much he wants to say i don't want to i just want to stay out the way like he can't help himself and for the most part it's a good it's a good attribute man seeking out you know being the being the man of justice, that's it. That's a perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect look for you, brother. And your daddy told you to do that while he was gone. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. My mind, Gohan said, "Look, I can go to school. I can defend the earth. I can do both, bro. Yeah. I think I got this." Yeah, ain't, so ain't no sooner than my man decides to become the great same man. He goes out into the city. And winds up getting into a whole situation where he's got to return a stolen pterodactyl to return it to its parents. And Videl winds up showing up to help him. He, as Great Tame Man says, yeah, Videl, uh, you know, I'm just got to help these guys and uh, I'm going to get them back to him. And then Videl is like, okay, Gohan. And then he's like, all right, cool. Not realizing that uh, his entire disguise just seen through immediately. So Videl kind of using this to her advantage, blackmails Gohan to compete against her into the newly revived Tenkaichi Budokai that will be coming up within a few weeks' time. So Gohan, never having been blackmailed by a girl, is like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. So he basically promises that he'll teach Videl how to fly because he has no idea how to handle any sort of social situation like this. Yeah. It goes back to Bulma to let her know what's going on. 
she thinks it's awesome that the world tournament is coming back. So she tells him, hey, instead of having a helmet, why don't you wear this do-rag and some sunglasses? Vegeta winds up overhearing them and says, hey, yo, a world's martial arts tournament, huh? I bet you I'm stronger than you now, kid. How about I answer that too? And in the middle of this conversation, suddenly a voice from the heavens comes down saying, hey, it's me. So Goku. Goku. <laughs> and that he's going to use a one day pass from Fortune Tell Baba to come back to the living world on the day of the world's martial arts tournament. So to give everybody a chance to meet Goku again, as well as his little brother to meet him for the first time, Gohan goes back to let Krillin, as well as Android 18, know, as well as Piccolo, Dende, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Popo. Gohan doesn't know where Tien is. And they don't know where, you know, they figured telling Yamcha doesn't really matter. So uh, <laughs> Gohan, <laughs> along with Goten, uh, decided to train up for the World's Martial Arts Tournament. During their training, Gohan quickly finds out that Goten also has become a Super Saiyan um, just one day randomly while training with his mother. So Gohan decides he really has to push his training seriously because Goten is a lot stronger than he ever would have thought. This leads to Goten and Gohan also training with Videl as she joins them over at uh, in the wilderness along with them. Gohan teaches both Videl and Goten how to fly along the way. Videl gets kind of jealous of Goten, not realizing that these guys are half aliens. So Gohan says, hey, yo, Goten, Chill on all that, my boy. We got to keep her thinking this is just one step at a time, you know? I thought this was a really cool moment because Gohan is training Videl and she's just so gung-ho. I'm like, finally, I can show, you know, how good I might be in the world tournament. But, man, my dad's going to be there, too. And I don't know how well we're going to do. While Gohan is like, bruh. Yeah, you would smoke your daddy, man. (laughs) In a heartbeat. So Gohan spends around the next 10 days training alongside Goten and Videl to get their fighting skills up to par. This also helps Goten and Gohan get serious with their own training because they're excited to meet with their father. And once the Tenkaichi Budokai arrives, the Dragon Team all arrives at the island of Papaya in order to get ready for the World's Martial Arts Tournament. Gohan, for the very first time, deciding, hey, yo, we should be low about this, tells everybody, yo, let's not turn Super Saiyan at this tournament because people might recognize us from the Cell games, and that would just be weird, right? So everybody agrees to that. Goku is nowhere to be seen up until eventually Goten looks up and who does he see right next to Fortune Teller Baba other than his lookalike himself, Son Goku. Such a beautiful moment. Very, very heartfelt moment, man. Just like could not have been more endearing seeing the family all back together. Eventually, the preliminaries come. There's a punch machine. 
our team's able to get well enough high scores <laughs> to be able to enter into the tournament before then they all decide to watch the junior division where Goten and Trunks will be fighting in the tournament. Eventually, Trunks wins against Goten and he's earned the right to face off against Mr. Satan in a special match. Only Gohan decides to stay and watch (laughs) because everybody else pretty much knows Trunks has got this in the bag. After the match, Gohan and Videl find Goku and everyone else eating, and they wind up running into a strange pair of people, a small man with spiked hair and a tall, quiet man with a very grizzled chin. (laughs) (laughs) They introduce themselves. They say, hey, Goku, we've heard about you. You seem pretty cool. But they tail off as they don't have really much else to say. Eventually, the tournament starts and our matchups are all lined up as Krillin begins and wins his first match of the tournament. Piccolo then winds up facing off against the small man with the spiked hair by the name of Shin. However, Piccoli uncharacteristically gives up his match as he was nervous and states that Shin is in a whole league separate from him, believing that Shin may be a god. This leads to the third match of the tournament where Videl faces faces off against a former participant of the World Martial Arts Tournament named Spopovich. She's nearly beaten to death by this large person who seems to have gotten stronger since his last entry in the World Martial Arts Tournament. And he's very brutally beating on Videl as Gohan decides to go Super Saiyan almost, uh, fully enraged while seeing Videl getting beaten. Goku holds him back. However, Gohan, no longer able to hold himself, just gets more and more enraged before Videl is kicked out of the ring. Gohan then says that he is going to make sure that he faces off against Popovich (laughs) to help him pay for what he's done to Videl before Gohan himself faces off against in the tournament against Kibito. As they're in the ring, Kibito asks Gohan to go into his highest form of power as he sees Gohan transform into a Super Saiyan and then into a Super Saiyan 2. This shocks the audience, revealing that Gohan was the gold fighter. However, Yamu and Spopovich decide to jump into the ring. Shin paralyzes Gohan when he's about to fight back. And Yamu and Spopovich steal Gohan's energy, reverting him back to his base state. They fly off. Kibito heals Gohan, restoring his energy, and explains that they're going to go after Spopovich and Yamu as they are flying to an evil space wizard's spaceship named Babidi. Gohan and Kibito fly away, along with Videl, as they meet up with the Z fighters and the Supreme Kai, who have also flown off to chase after Svovich and Yamu. Along the way, they wind up being told about the legend of an old wizard named Bibbidi, who created an incredible monster, a demon, by the name of Majin Buu, who had destroyed many, many planets, many Supreme Kais, many thousand years ago. And eventually, 
there got to a point to where Bimini had brought the ball that had sealed Majin Buu up to Earth, which was intended to be his next target. However, Bibbidi was never able to commit to this plan as Shin, the Supreme Kai, was able to kill Bibbidi. As his ball remained sealed on the planet Earth, Bobbidi, the clone of Bibbidi, winds up gaining his own forces to revive Majin Buu on Earth, which is why Spovich and Yamu attacked Gohan in his tra- transformed state to steal his energy. After a while, Videl can't keep up with the flight speeds of Gohan and Kibito, so she decides to hang back after Gohan promises that he will then go ahead and face off against this new threat before confirming to Videl that he was the golden-haired boy who killed Cell and not her dad. So it's pretty cool seeing that whole little tie come back full circle um, because, you know, Videl had to have had some sort of inkling that her dad wasn't the one that beat Cell. Come on. Look at your dad. Do you really think he took on that that green, destructive monster? Let's be for real. (laughs) No possible way. Along the way, Gohan and Kibito wind up meeting back with the Dragon team as well as Shin. As they see uh, Babidi and Dabura, the Demon King, appear from a ship that's built in the ground. They find out that Dabura is the king of the dark demon realm and that because his heart was so dark and evil, Babidi was able to make him a tool to gain, to possess with his magic and have as his own force to help regain the strength of Majin Buu. This leads Goku, Vegeta, and Gohan to all travel along with Supreme Kai into Babidi's ship to face off against three fighters if they want to be able to destroy Babidi and leave the ship. They face off against these three fighters, Pui Pui, Yakon, and then against Dabura, where Gohan faces off against him. Gohan, being a little bit rusty, transforms into Super Saiyan 2, but isn't as strong as he was against Cell during the Cell games. This causes Vegeta to see Gohan as a disgrace because he realizes that Gohan hasn't been motivated for the past seven years and hasn't been keeping up with his strength. And Vegeta pretty much believes, yo, I could have knocked this guy out already. You're just trash right now. So Vegeta, witnessing that Dabra had been conquered and transformed to a new level of power because of the darkness in his heart, basically decides to get Babidi's attention by yelling with over-frustration at Gohan in his fight against Dabra. This causes Dabra to notice Vegeta's frustration and stop the fight against Gohan. He tells Babidi that he may have found someone else that they would be able to possess, which he is then able to realize that he was correct. Babidi possesses Vegeta and transforms him into the Prince of Darkness before then teleporting Vegeta, Gohan, and Goku, as well as the Serene Kai, back to the world's martial arts stage. 
with Vegeta's mind now being taken over by Babidi's Dark Magic, he destroys half of the world's martial arts arena, killing many people in order to convince Goku to face off against him. Vegeta gets called out by Goku, where Goku basically notices you allowed the evil instincts in your heart to be played upon for you to gain further power for us to fight. So Goku accepts the challenge after threatening to attack the Supreme Kai and Goku and Vegeta head off to fight while the Supreme Kai and Gohan head off to try to stop the sealed Majin Buu from being revived. While they are on the quest to go face off against Babidi and Dabura, the Supreme Kai and Gohan are pushed back quite a bit as they're met with quite a bit of opposition, stopping them from being able to immediately stop the threat of Majin Buu from being revived. Gohan is able to go into a state of full power as to what he has at this point and attempts to destroy the cocoon that Majin Buu was sealed within. However, the cocoon hatches, leading to Majin Buu being revived into a large cloud of smoke above it. Gohan is unsure if this large, fat blob of a monster is the Majin Buu that they've been told was this great threat. So Gohan faces off against him with as much powerful as possible. However, he's knocked out by Majin Buu as Majin Buu pushes the attacks that have been thrown at him right back, leading all of Gohan's attacks to be in vain. Gohan is then knocked out to a point to where several other characters like Goku and Vegeta mistakenly believe that Gohan was killed by Buu after being pushed to the brink. However, he was just passed out, and Kibito and the Supreme Kai decide to take Gohan back to the sacred world of the Kais, as they believe that with them healing him and training him there, that they may be able to get him to a level of power where he can face off against Majin Buu. Now, at this point, D, what did you expect for Gohan? Just, you know, before we get to what really happened with the character, what what did you think would be, like, the next step for the character where it's like, hey, man, he's not even at his peak anymore and he's doing his best and he still just can't... Man, I... I he's, he can't get through yeah. to this new enemy. For the most part, I thought we were going to get a new form. Because that's really just what happens in Dragon Ball. <laughs> like, especially at this point, like we all know that uh everybody's at their strongest. We just saw Goku turn Super Saiyan. Well, not yet, but we do know if you in hindsight, yeah, he turns Super Saiyan 3. Everybody's transforming in some way, some form. And we just saw last arc in the cell arc. Like it took these guys a whole different form just for them to beat the main villain. So I'm assuming, like, hey, Gohan's probably going to transform. Did I uh, did I expect him to uh, be training with a sword? At first, I really thought that was going to be the... Like, I thought that was like a... Honestly, back then, I thought that was like a little uh, little callback to like Trunks using his, his sword shit. And I was like, you know what? This might be cool. If that's actually gonna be his choice of like i thought like it'd be cool like he looks kind of goofy swinging his sword around but hey if they're gonna go full-on 
Dragon Quest style. Like, you know what? Go ahead. I'm for it. And honestly, I was of the same mind, right? Because once he's sent to the Land of the Kai's, he's put in a Supreme Kai outfit and they train him with a sword that no one had ever been able to pull out of the ground called the Z-Sword. Well, man, Gohan is like, okay, I've heard of a story like this, but like, what's going to happen? Am I, am I going to be able to beat Majin Buu once I pull this sword out? And my man Kabito is like, bro, if you can pull the sword out, first of all. Because, you know, Kibito's a big ass hater, man. <laughs> He's a big hater. So it was it was really good to see Gohan pull the sword out. And he definitely does. <laughs> as he's able to go Super Saiyan 2 and pull it right out of the mountain that it was stuck into. Uh, this leads to Gohan grasping the handle and sort of, you know, training along with the sword. However, he makes a claim that it's heavy, but it doesn't seem that there's much power to it. A man, Kibito, is like, yo, listen, it's the Z sword, dog. You're in Dragon Ball Z. It's the Z sword. It has to be the end all be all. Yeah. Otherwise, we, this can't be it. Dog. Yeah, we screwed. <laughs> like this is the last, it's our last hope. While Gohan's training, he senses his father going Super Saiyan three on Earth to face off against Majin Buu to give Trunks enough time to retrieve the Dragon Radar from West City. Gohan can sense that power and is like, "Bro, is that pops? Because this man is strong." But even Supreme Kai says, "Like Goku may not be able to win, and that the key to defeating Majin Buu is gonna be with you and the Z Sword." So Gohan goes right back to his training and gets down to the getting down. He realizes, "Listen, it's just gonna take so much more training because my dad fought in other world and got so much stronger, but it still took him seven years." Yeah. However. Eventually, Goku is forced to return to the afterlife, and he immediately sets out to find Gohan in Otherworld since he believes that Gohan's dead. He finds out that Gohan's still alive and teleports to the sacred world of the Kai in the middle of Gohan training with the Z-Sword. Gohan's happy to see his pops, and he lets Goku know exactly what he's been up to the whole time. This leads to them sort of catching up, and Gohan telling Goku, you know, hey, man, look, I thought you was up to down on Earth. That was pretty dope. Gohan, Goku's like, yeah, I know, bro, but it just wasn't enough. But hopefully this training you're up to right now can get it done. The next day, after Gohan's been able to progress for a while, he has Goku throw a huge boulder at the sword and Gohan's able to slice through it clean <laughs> like butter. So the Supreme Kai decides, why don't we take the densest metal in the universe, Kachin, and throw a block of that at the sword. Gohan attempts to slice through it. However, the sword immediately breaks. This makes everybody freak out because the sword is supposed to be holding this legendary power. However, it's broken now. So what are they supposed to do with it? Gohan starts to think, well, maybe because the sword was so heavy, that was the training I was supposed to get. And I mean, yeah, I'm powered up, but... I don't know if I'm that powered up. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> when suddenly an old man in a Supreme Kai fit shows up and says, yo, I'm the Supreme Kai 15 generations ago. I was sealed in that sword. And guess what, bro? Not only 
Am I going to be glad to help you for freeing me from this sword? The way I can help you is exactly what you're looking for. I can draw out anybody's latent potential far beyond their limits. So Gohan, having said, look, I was the one who pulled out the sword. I helped freed you. I should go through and do this training, decides to engage in it. The old man tells Gohan that he'll need to sit still and starts dancing in a circle around <laughs> Gohan. <laughs> My man Gohan's like, uh, is this what is going to happen here? Like, you just going to dance? And the old man says, look, bro, look, I need five hours for the dancing, 20 hours for the power up. So you might just want to chill here because that's how long it's going to take for you to get as strong as you're going to need to be to fight Majin Buu. So Gohan, during this about a day's time, begins to question his power up, of, of course, because he's having to sit in a strict meditative state while this old man is just dancing around him and then like it's just waving his hands in front of him. During that time period, Gohan and everyone can see exactly what's taking place on Earth through the Supreme Kai's viewing globe as they're able to see Majin Buu take on a stronger form and eliminate all of the remaining people on the planet in order to wait to face off against the fusion of Goten and Trunks, known as Gotenks. Gohan is told, hey, listen, you got to stay focused on your training because that's the only way you're going to get strong enough. And eventually he gets impatient to a point to where he goes, listen, man, Okai, you are reading comics now, bro. What is going on? We should have been done hours ago. The Supreme Kai tells Gohan that he must have plenty of power that he needs to get released. And Gohan just gets pissed off and stands <laughs> up and powers up. And his power illuminates the entire planet. At this point, everybody can realize that, yo, okay, this is working. So why don't we get back to the training? Yeah. Along the way, Goten and Trunks wind up facing off against Majin Buu in the hyperbolic time chamber. And after Gotenks' fusion runs out of time, Goku asks the old Kai if he can hurry because now there's no one left to face off against Super Buu. And the Supreme Kai says, hey, uh, I've been done for about five minutes now. <laughs> so Gohan's like, bruh, why don't you say something, man? He first order of business, he says, look, I got to get back down to earth. I got to go face off against Majin Buu. But when I do, Kibito, put me in my pop's fit because, you know, I got to be the one to carry on the torch. Ooh. Goku sees his son and is like, yeah, man, I'm proud of you, dog. Listen, man, next time I see you, it ain't going to be till you right up here with me, bro. So you go take care of that. I know it's in your hands, bro. Gohan arrives down to Earth where he finds Goten, Trunks, and Piccolo who reveal that everyone else has been eaten by Majin Buu. Gohan's really pissed off at it, but he eventually winds up faintly sensing a Dende where he realizes that the Dragon Balls can still be used to wish back all of their friends. So he then steps right up to Super Buu in one of the greatest... Pieces of talking shit in all the Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Absolutely. He tells him, say, dog, I'm about to kill your ass. 
Hope you're ready. <laughs> and Gohan straight up just outclasses Super Boo every step of the way, dog. Thank you. Like, so much to a point to where even Boo realizes, like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I ain't got no choice but to just blow myself up because yeah. there's nothing I can do here. Like go go on with putting the pause on Boo for quite some time, and all Boo could do was just take it, man. <laughs> so after Boo's destroyed himself, Gohan starts to wonder what's he up to because there was no reason for him to self destruct, especially if he's not dead. Like yeah. we can sense he's still around, so. After about an hour or so, Goten, Trunks, Piccolo, and Gohan are encountered again by Super Boo. Gohan's getting ready to face off against Boo. However, Boo says, no, I want to fight the kids. Fused again. They should be able to do that trick one more time. So Goten and Trunks fuse into Super Gotenks. And Gohan, as he's prepared to watch along with this fight... Notices then that Piccolo and Gotenks get fused by Majin Buu, creating a much stronger version of him that even Gohan is no longer able to face off against in his potential unleashed form. I mean, he pushes Gohan to the brink completely, just outclasses him now. At every step of the way, not only using the techniques that Goten and Trunks have developed as Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks, but also using the intellect of Piccolo to help play mind games on Gohan. Go on, you dumbass. Why, why did you even... Oh my gosh. It's like, yo, did you learn anything from seven years ago, Gohan? It's sad because I know this is that one period of time where everybody says, no, Gohan was supposed to show out. Gohan was supposed to finish the job. He was supposed to be the guy. Nah. That was never in the plans. I'm just sorry, y'all. I'm so I, I just want to be honest. Like, no, <laughs> it was not. I'm sorry. You don't get, we're not spinning this block twice. <laughs> you, you had your, you had your arc, dude. <laughs> Gohan even gets to a point where he even tries to hide from Majin Buu during the fight. And Buu just creates a huge explosion that damn near wipes out everything. It gets Gohan just pressured. And so much to a point to where Gohan winds up having to get healed by Dende. Buu is getting ready to try to kill Dende and sends a blast right at Dende and Mr. Satan before Tien launches a tri-beam out of nowhere and stops him. Mr. Reliable. This leads to then Goku showing up with a pair of Patar earrings and he throws a Destructo disc cutting Majin Buu right in half. (laughs) This leads to Majin Buu then having his... Fusion of Gotenks and Piccolo get degraded as Gotenks' fusion breaks off and he's now only relying majorly on Piccolo's power. With Majin Buu backed into a corner, he then smugly comments that, hey, did you ever notice I didn't have a piece of me healed back up as he points to his tentacle 
and has a piece of his tentacle absorb Gohan, giving him even more power than he had when he absorbed Goten. Jesus. This leads to Goku and Vegeta having to fuse into Vegito to dominate against Majin Buu, where they then allow themselves to enter Majin Buu's body, where they can free Gohan, Goten, Trunks, Piccolo, and Majin Buu before Buu resorts back to his purest and original form. Once Majin Buu is sent back to this pure form, Goku notices that he's about to destroy the Earth and only has seconds left to escape and decides to try to teleport Gohan, Piccolo, Goten, and Trunks to safety. As he's about to do this, he notices that Mr. Satan and Dende are down on on the ground as well. So since he doesn't want them to die, he grabs a hold of them and realizes that he has no time to rescue everyone else. So Kibito Kai suddenly teleports himself and grabs Goku to send Dende, Mr. Satan, Goku, and Vegeta all back to the land of the Kais, where they then have to face off against Majin Buu after the Earth is destroyed with Gohan, Goten, Trunks, and Piccolo left on it. Eventually, they are then soon revived by Purunga to wish back everyone that had been killed by Majin Buu, everyone that was evil on Earth. And with help from King Kai, Vegeta is able to telepathically reach out to everyone who was brought back to life on Earth to raise their hands to give Goku enough energy to defeat Kid Buu with a spirit bomb. Gohan and the rest of the dragon team, as well as everyone else on earth, send all of the energy that they have at the time to Goku. So that way he can launch a spirit bomb. Gohan on the sidelines is wondering what's happened (laughs) because they've been brought back to back to life. However, Piccolo responds to him that, Boo must have been destroyed as he can no longer sense his energy anywhere in the universe. This leads to everyone being transported to the lookout that was left on the world of the Kais as the dragon team meets them up there to wish everyone good luck and a good job after the destruction of Majin Buu. Six months later, Goku uses the Dragon Balls to erase all of the humans' memories of Majin Buu's rampage, so that way only the Dragon Team and their friends and family can remember the good Majin Buu as he lives peacefully on Earth with his new friends. Ending Gohan's story here in Dragon Ball Z. Yes, sir. What a story it is, too. I mean, it's easy to say that Dragon Ball Z is the Gohan show. Right. Yeah. As much as Goku is still the main character of everything, this is a story about Goku's son's growth and the job that was done here to display that. I would say, in my opinion, well fucking done. Hell yeah. D, do you have any last thoughts on? Gohan in Dragon Ball Z as we wrap up this first part of our coverage on his history. He's the best written character in the whole series. 
you guys can fight it. You guys can get mad about it, but it's the truth. He has the best showing, best development, some of the best moments. If like I like like we mentioned, like yo, this the DBZ, it might be the go on show for the most part. And you know, I would I wouldn't argue that. Like, do we? Do, did you hear all the feats and all the accomplishments? <laughs> it, it damn near takes up the whole story. But same here, man. And like, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, look, this was his story. This was his growth. This was his come up in while also, you know, showing he doesn't have to be his dad. He doesn't have to be the hero. All he has to do is fight for what he loves, believes in and stands for. And that's enough. Man, that out of all the scenarios that people could place Gohan in, I feel like the way how he planned out in, in Toriyama's in Toriyama's DBZ, it was the best choice for him. I I did not need to see a Goku clone, and I most definitely did not need to see Gohan forced into a role. He never was, you know, seeking out himself like. That was not needed, bro. And honestly, this is one of those things where I know we often get caught up in the idea that, wow, you know, I thought Gohan was supposed to be the main character or I thought he was supposed to take over as the hero. And while it may be easy to see it that way, just understand that's just a result of storytelling. Yeah. We had to see this character grow because he was a major part of the story. He was the young character. We had to see him grow. It wasn't going to happen any other way. But was he going to be the main hero? Not necessarily. No. (laughs) No. Gohan does not link the story like Goku. Therefore, he cannot be the main protag. And that's okay. Because he also fits a role just fine that works and makes the story go super smooth. So, what is the complaints? What is the whole, oh, he got ruined. Oh, my gosh. He didn't do what he did seven years ago in this story. Like, come on, man. Did you really want to see, like, let's be for real. Would you Would you want to see Gohan uh, do a, what, what would that be? I don't even know what possible final moment you could give him against Boo. Like, to me, the super spirit, the super spirit bond with everybody joining and giving their energy—that's probably the best finish for 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 an art that Toriyama's ever done. So I don't I don't know what you could possibly done to top that, but I you know, I'm open to hearing it. Like you know, for all the theory crafters and the folks that you know have their Dragon Ball, you know, in their own idea. Let me let me find out. Would what would you have want go on to do in that very moment? Like I, me personally, I did not see the story in that. Moment. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see because I I feel like what we were delivered in the series was enough. Yeah, and we'll see more that leads credence to that idea that Gohan never had to be the main hero in order to be the Gohan we needed him to be. Because as we go through Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball GT 
next week for Gohan, we'll see that um, when when you make Gohan then less than what he's supposed to be, people notice, and they notice fast. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> so y'all be sure to tune in next week as we go into part two of the history of Gohan. And we will definitely be covering the latter part of our man's life where where there may not be as many hits. Um, there, there is definitely a lot to discuss. And along the way, um, I know you guys will be checking this out through uh, by the time that uh, March has begun. But right before February ended on February the 27th, I, I posted out a tweet. Um, just to see what you all's thoughts were on Son Gohan. And I definitely would like to know what you listeners think about just how he's portrayed and, you know, what your takes are on his life. So I'll be retweeting that each day this week leading up to next week's podcast. And uh, who knows, we'll be uh, discussing some of y'all's takes as well um, as we get a full view of Gohan's life next week. Uh, because we know there's there's a lot of different ways to view the character and a lot of different ways to appreciate the character. And uh, we want to be able to just see what you all think and feel on that. So if you haven't yet, be sure to, to you know, either quote tweet the tweet once you see it or uh, leave a reply to it. So that way we can uh, respond out to what you guys have to say next week on part two of Gohan's life. It should be really fun. Hell yeah. But look. As always, y'all, subs lie, dubs lie, we don't. So we out here, man. We out of here, man. Y'all be easy. Tune in next time. Peace. <laughs>